Welcome to the Sweetness of Trial podcast and commentary. My name is Chuck Malone, and I am the author of the book, The Sweetness of Trial, a perspective to help you win, not just endure. Available in both paperback and Kindle on the Amazon book platform. Written by Charles P. Malone. We're twenty-two, and this will be part two of episode five. We'll pick up where we left off. Uh, we're talking about this life is given to us to prepare for eternity. Sometimes we think that, and we put so much, um, I guess, focus on this life as if it were the end. And if we don't accomplish everything, if we're not perfect, if we don't become wealthy, if we don't leave a, a legacy of wealth and abundance and, you know, all of that, that we feel like, you know, that's all been for naught. But folks, brothers and sisters, for honestly, my testimony is to you. Please listen to your body when I, when I tell you this. This earth life is but a stopping off point. We're here to gain a body. We're here to learn. We're here to be tested. We're here to learn to control and master the natural man within us. We're learn to, to develop faith. And all of that is just to prepare us for the next phase of our life. And for, you know, I, I'm not going to get into the millennial reign and things of that nature yet. But I just want you to focus on, just for the moment, this thought. I am here temporarily. I'm going to leave my spirit is still going to remain alive. My body for a time is going to separate. And then I am going to be reunited with this body, a beautiful, immortal body. And so just keep that in mind. Everything that you're accomplishing here on earth, let's not take it so serious that we would want to end our own life over it because we didn't accomplish everything that the Marlboro man said we should or look like we should. Let's enjoy this earth life for what it is and for what it offers us. So how does this uh, unfair experience, I guess, in losing a child help you prepare for eternity? You see, this is such a hard one because without having gone through that myself, I I can't truly say I understand. But this is where I can place my faith. We have a just and loving God, and he would never punish us with such horrific experiences unless there would be gain from it. I can promise you, we're not here to be punished. We're here to learn, to gain, to become. And I do believe 
because I've experienced it. Enough to write a book about it, but also enough to testify to you and the whole world without these experiences, whatever agency and the Lord provides us. Sometimes he does not interfere. Maybe he didn't cause it. Maybe he just felt and knew that we would become better because of it. And maybe he knows, of course he knows, that all this, even that lost child, will be given to us to raise again. We will. My brothers and sisters, we are not here on earth to lose. We are here on earth to gain. So without the experiences that to us we call trial, unless we have those, I promise we could never become our greatest selves. The layers and layers of godlike potential embedded within us are most often revealed and developed when we are at the peak of trial, or I'll say as a, in our lowest, humblest self. When we have to dig so deeply into our inner core just to function and face another day, this is when we develop compassion. We now better understand having experienced loss, our worldly nature succumbs to the hurt within us and a gift of understanding is released to bless others who mourn. Yes, that's right. We are here to learn. Well, let's see here. Jesus, uh, we're on page 23 now. Jesus beckons us to lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. This is in Hebrews 12, 12. This scripture invites each of us to put aside our own hurts for a second and go find someone we can help through encouragement and service. It's amazing that when I was once a, in a devastating state of depression in my life, the times I felt the best was when I was in the service of my fellow men, forgetting for a moment my own pains. Yes, I did experience depression for years. And really, through the loss of business, through loss of an income, through 10 years of struggling and trying to make something work so that maybe one day I would have a retirement and it ended. Uh, and uh, I won't go into the details of it, but it was not one of my happiest times. And I took it personally. And I looked at earth life as that if I, if I can't do better than this, and I just kept beating myself into a depressed state. In time, um, it just got to me. And it became, uh, I would say, part of me for a long time. I, I lived with this gray cloud over me. I lived with a fog 
I lived with, I mean, I remember making a $200,000 commission and I went to the bank and deposited it and went home, went to bed. I mean, that there was no joy in my life and how I kept my family together. I didn't. They stayed by me. And those are devastating times. My dear friend who lost her child, her baby, her sweetheart. Oh. In time, she will have healed sufficiently to enable herself to help guide and heal others. I actually mentioned that to her when I finally had the strength to console. God gives us these trials sometimes so that he knows we can handle it, but others can't. And so our nature our gift now from our trial is to give someone else faith, give someone else strength. Um, God will use her newly formed spiritual gifts of compassion and understanding to bless and nurture others who have experienced similar pains. She is becoming as a polished instrument in the hands of God purified by fire to accomplish greatness. It is the way, the only way. And I truly believe in the supreme mercy of our beloved Savior who has promised us restoration of all things if we will but exercise that grain of faith to believe in him. I do believe that includes mercy and restitution for the loss of loved ones. Helaman, another prophet whose writings are contained in the Book of Mormon, told his sons Nephi and Lehi, and I quote, And now, my sons, my desire is that ye may lay up for yourselves a treasure in heaven, yea, which is eternal, and which fadeth not away, yea, that ye may have that precious gift of eternal life, which we have reason to suppose hath been given to our fathers. That's found in Helaman 5.8 and in Matthew 6.19-21. I testify that whatever price life extracts from you right now, as you read these words, please believe that there is purpose in trial. And as the prophet Alma declared, this is the time to prepare. That's in Alma chapter 12. So the dress rehearsal is over. We are on camera. Lights up. Rolling. We're now on page 24. Take a look around and try to see how you might grow from the experience you are currently having with an open mind toward becoming better, different and refined. Ezra Taft Benson, former president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, understood that life has a way of beating us down so we feel unimportant and wonder if our lives truly matter. His testimony as a prophet of God in these latter days reassures us 
that each person is important to our Creator, our Heavenly Father, and our God. And He has a purpose for each of us. And to those who have the privilege of being born in this, the last dispensation of time, we call these the latter days, or the last days, He sends this message, and I quote, Now remember, He was born in 1899, died in 1994. And I quote, For nearly 6,000 years, God has held you in reserve to make your appearance in the final days before the second coming of the Lord. Every previous gospel dispensation has drifted into apostasy, but ours will not. God has saved for the final inning some of his strongest children who will help bear off the kingdom triumphantly. And that is where you come in for you are the generation that must be prepared to meet your God. This was quoted in his speech of the year called In His Steps, 1979 at Brigham Young University. Now, did you hear that? Let me repeat what you just heard or read so you will know for certain that you did hear it. God has saved, and I quote, for the final inning, that's now, some of his strongest children, that is you. You were saved for this time to come upon the earth. You have a greatness within you that once was known and admired among all of Heavenly Father's spirit children. You were saved to come to this earth with a greatness that could only be born through affliction and trial. It could come no other way. Again, I'm quoting Ezra Taft Benson in this speech of the year. And I quote, All through the ages, the prophets have looked down through the corridors of time to our day. Billions of the deceased and those yet to be born have their eyes on us. Make no mistake about it. You are a marked generation. There has never been more expected of the faithful in such a short period of time as there is of us. That's you and I, my brothers and sisters. Now, here's another perspective of another president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, one that I loved and was alive to receive of his counsel and his spirit. And so he gives some additional perspective, and I quote, If we looked at mortality as the whole of existence, then pain, sorrow, failure, and short life would be a calamity. But if we look upon life as an eternal thing, stretching far into the premortal past and on into the eternal post-death future, then all happenings may be put in proper perspective. Spencer W. Kimball in Teachings of Presidents of the Church, Chapter 2, page 15. So I think we're going to break here for another part of episode 
five and just kind of rethink what we just went through. And I hope that these last couple of quotes will be sufficient in helping you understand, at least plant a seed in you, that from this point forward, you have a choice in your life, and that is to look at trial differently. Look at your life differently. Look at the purpose of earth differently. Yes, there's going to be pain and sorrow. There's going to be failure. Some will have a short life. Some will be long and cause to suffer. But this life is for our good. It's for our learning. It's for our becoming. And as stated, all will be recovered. We are not sent here to suffer and be punished. We are sent here to suffer and to learn from that suffering. We are here to become more like our Savior, more like our Heavenly Parents. And I just testified to you as we end this episode, part one, all things are for our good. And it's your choice to become better or become better because of them. I'll see you in part two. My friends, thank you so much for spending your time with me today in discussing the sweetness of trial. Please join me in future episodes as we learn how to not only endure trial, but to win from it as we continue our journey through my book, The Sweetness of Trial. <music>